0: Hello and welcome to the Teaching in the City podcast series from the Center for Teaching Excellence and Innovation, also called City, at Rush University. Teaching in the City features conversations with faculty and staff on topics related to teaching and learning at one of the nation's leading academic medical centers. My name is Dr. Angela Solek and I'm the director of City. It has been my own personal mission to help faculty become better educators and leading City helps me on that mission hello and welcome to this episode of teaching in the city today we are going to be talking to the few of the most recent graduates of our online teaching and course design class while we've been running this course since the fall of 2017 which by the way i forgot how long it's been but I can't believe how long it's been. We've actually never had formal follow-up conversations with graduates to see how going through OTCD affected their approach to teaching and to innovation. So that's what we're hoping to do today. With me today, we have Eileen Giardino, who is, who is an associate professor and faculty in the College of Nursing, working with nurse anesthesia students. We have Merima Karastanovic, interim program director and associate assistant professor for the Imaging Sciences Program, and Linda Olson, the department chair and program director for the Department of Occupational Therapy. So we have some important ladies with us today. And uh, thank you for being with me, by the way, ladies. And uh, we're going to jump into our first question. The First question is, and this is actually a question thought up by Peg Checky, uh, one of our instructional designers. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Uh, when it came time to sign up for OTCD, what motivated you to sign up? Was it because you had to since it's a regulation for people teaching online? Was it because someone told you about it who took it before? And I encourage you to be completely honest, because I will not judge you, nor will I think anybody listening. Eileen, you are up first.
1: I signed up for it for a number of reasons. Uh, First of all, I, I believe I thought I was supposed to sign up for it, you know, and that it was it was a requirement, whether that's true or not, I, I don't remember now. But I was very happy to sign up for it because, and and no one I knew had had taken it before. I, I didn't know of anybody who had taken it before. But I was really happy to sign up for it because I really love the whole concept of online teaching, and I've been doing it for a while, and I know I'm not as good as it at it as I should be. So when I saw that opportunity to have teaching and training in this I jumped at it. Yeah, it de- it is
0: actually a requirement at Rush. It was a it became a requirement back in 2018, but it had no teeth. So the the policy had no teeth to it. No no stick, no carrot, no anything. And then it was just the policy has been newly revised and then it sort of has a little bit more backing behind it if that makes sense. So and Linda knows that. I can see that she's probably gonna talk about that. What about
2: you, Linda? Yes, originally it was because I had to, um, because I knew there was the requirement at Rush and kind of wanted to get it out of the way and also realized it was a good way to demonstrate to our accrediting body that I had taken this class and had been trained to do online teaching. Um, But after I got into it, I really found it was really interesting. Um, I had kind of been just hobbling along for a while, uh, trying to make online teaching work and trying to do the face-to-face online um, and realized that that was not effective and that even after 20 years of teaching, I still have a lot to learn.
0: I love that so much because it doesn't matter how long you've been a teacher, there's always a new way to do things, right? So, yeah, great, wonderful. Merima, how about you?
3: So, I learned about OTCD certification during one of our faculty council meetings. So, since I am relatively new to teaching in this capacity, I thought pursuing the OTCD course would be uh, very valuable, will provide me with valuable content, especially since it was related to teaching and learning in an online environment. So I was so excited to sign up. And uh, as soon as I heard, I uh, enrolled in the first available class. What was interesting about this group of, of folks that you were all part of,
0: I was very nervous as the facilitator because it was the first group that went through after the new policy change. To to kind of be like okay you really have to do this, so I thought oh no i'm going to have all these faculty who are angry and don't want to do this. And it was literally the opposite, it it ended up being one of the most phenomenal teaching experiences for me and for peg who taught a version a, a section of the class, so it was one of those wonderful unexpected things to happen, so that was great. All right, so question two is, all of you are experts in your fields and more than likely you have been teaching a while, like Linda said, for for 20 years, how did OTCD help you with your teaching? I know that's a big question. So you can give me as as much information as you would like to give me or a little. Linda, you are up first.
2: Right, it um, really made me think outside the box for, many years i've been following the same teaching style the same activities and i'm really comfortable with it and it's been effective overall but realized there are different things i could do in the classroom to um, engage the students more and i know we're going to talk about this a little bit later but both online and face-to-face So I really appreciated learning about the new strategies for engaging students, especially in online discussions. I've always used the discussion boards on Blackboard or Canvas and found them to be very cumbersome. But I loved learning about Flipgrid and Padlet. Uh, I felt like that just was more engaging Um, and we will definitely use these in my summer class.
0: Yeah, and you you get to practice it, right? Not just learning about it by me telling you, hey, by the way, there are these tools. You know, we actually used them, right? Well, that that probably made a difference, huh?
2: It made a huge difference, and um,
3: and it was really fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. Mirma, what do what do you
3: think? So very similar to Linda, uh, it provided me with the new strategies and ideas that I previously was not familiar with, and. Uh, It was fantastic to learn. There are so many resources that are available free of charge, and all these documents and materials that we received in this course uh, that we have now access to that we can always refer to and utilize them in our classes, Uh, especially these activities that are concerning uh, student engagement that is a little bit more challenging in an online environment versus to -to face-to-face. So it really was a great opportunity in uh, learning new strategies and ideas for an online environment. That's a, a wonderful point
0: because people who take OTCD can just go back in and when something is relevant for them, right? If they're doing something different or something new, you can always go back to that module because they're labeled, right? And you can see really quickly, oh, yeah, I, w- I remember this, but I want to learn more. And you can go and learn more about it on your own time. Eileen, what do you think about this?
1: Um, OTCD provide, it was just a wonderful resource and provided me with so many different ways to improve my course design. I really have always been challenged by the online platforms I've worked with. Blackboard and now with Canvas and actually worked with Canvas prior to to this course. And I have always find it challenging to create courses that are clear, interesting, and interactive. It's very difficult to achieve. So OTCD provided me with new and different areas of course development. Every module that we went through each week with a different uh, focus on content, was new. It was amazing. Um, I was just amazed and challenged by um, learning so many different um, resources and and things that we could incorporate into the course that would then help uh, with uh, the students' learning experience. Um, And even though I've been teaching and developing Canvas courses for 10 years or more, I don't even want to tell you how how many years I've been teaching, um, I... (laughs) with Canvas, I've worked with them and with Canvas for quite a while. And even working with, with Canvas for so many years, this course provided resources that I didn't even know existed. So I was really happy with, with that aspect of the OTCD course that we've just completed.
0: I love that. That's such a wonderful testament. Thank you. All right, this is a short and sweet question, and I'm curious what you're going to say about it. What was your favorite part? Linda, you are up first.
2: I'd say learning about all the resources that are out there. And Angela, you are amazing with um, all the resources you had to offer us. And like we were talking about in the previous question, it was fun to try out the different resources and I found myself really struck with Canvas Studio. Uh, It's really nice to have a different option to record outside of Zoom or PowerPoint, and definitely something that I want to um, start to use for making announcements for the students, um, et cetera.
0: Well, thank you for that lovely compliment. I promise I did not pay her to say that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's true.
0: (laughs) Canvas Studio is Awesome. Anyone listening to this podcast, if you did not attend the Canvas Studio Workshop, which was I don't remember when, we have the recording up on our city YouTube channel. Check it out. It's going to blow your mind. I promise. Uh, Mirama, what do you think?
3: So my favorite part of the course was uh, reading the feedback from the faculty. And both of you did a superb job in providing the timely feedback so I was whenever I would post my assignment I would look forward to the feedback uh, to see what I can improve on was my uh, objective uh, correctly uh, done so it, it was a really uh, experience that I was looking forward to I wish my students also would look to my feedback that as I was excited to receive yours. <laughs> Well, in a perfect world, (laughs) right? Yes, so additionally, I also enjoy reading responses and learning from other participants in the course. And uh, everybody was willing to share uh, the ideas uh, that they uh, were using in the past. And that was also so valuable to learn from colleagues and to be able to later apply these techniques uh, in the future courses that I will be teaching.
1: Eileen, do you have something to add? Absolutely. I loved the interaction that the course provided and the interaction with the other students and the you know, the, the faculty. Uh, I agree with everything that, that Linda and Mary Moss said. Um, I feel as though I went through a face-to-face course. <laughs> and uh, because we, we interacted with each other, um, as I look back I would almost not realize that it was an online course because the interaction that we had with each other learning uh, you know hearing their feedback you know as uh, Maryma said about uh, getting the feedback from the faculty but uh, having interaction with the other class members it was just incredible that way and so I would say my favorite part I love the content I love the um, I even like the assignments even though I was oftentimes not on time with them, but um, I really enjoyed them and I learned from them, but I feel like I went through a face-to-face course.
0: That is phenomenal. I I appreciate all three of you adding those, um, I guess, testimonies is really what these are to taking OTCD. And I'll tell you, I don't know if I, I told any of you this, but a long time ago, not that long ago, I guess, where I was previously worked before Rush. I also did this type of course and uh, I taught several hundred people there how to teach online and I decided that I would like to do a study on the pre and post surveys and we worked. I I had a faculty member in mathematics who was also a very good online teacher. She partnered with me and with the statistical aspect of it we could not get this published. I I don't know, I finally gave up, but one of the, um, the things that people said most often that was the most transformational, the most impactful part of their experience was interacting with their colleagues in the various type of interactions that we had in the course. And so it doesn't surprise me to hear you saying the same thing because there's so much power because as a facilitator, I can only teach you so much everybody else it's it's just like that that group think that group knowledge of all coming together in all these different times and spaces and places and sharing and it's there it's it's there for you it's just going to be waiting for you whenever you want to go back and like read about it so it, it and the fact that we designed this or i designed this with instructional designers help as we've you know honed it to make it feel like you're not taking an online class and you're not learning all on your own so it's very purposefully designed and it's hopefully a model for all of you and those of you listening that hey i could do this too <laughs> you know i can make a class have this this uh, feeling so i really appreciate that all right question four. Oh, uh, many of you hinted at this just a, a few minutes ago is what was it like to be a learner again And what kind of experience did they give you? How
3: did you feel? Merma, you are first. So I truly enjoyed being a learner again. So this experience made me connect to my students in an online environment even more, especially those who are scrambling and submitting assignments last minute, as I did a few times within this course. So I started putting myself in their shoes more often. So it was really valuable experience in that sense where you have a different perspective when you uh, put yourself in a student's shoes, uh, especially uh, with all the demands that we have and uh, being able and having understanding faculty. Like for instance, if I'm submitting an assignment last minute with the communication, uh, if communication is good, then everything uh, seems to work out at the end. Wonderful. Eileen, what do you think?
1: I am so reminded of what the student experience is like. Um, I've always worked with students who are doing clinical, you know, uh, in, in clinical areas, in advanced practice nursing and, and nursing. And they're busy and they have a lot going on and they've got other courses that are more, um, uh, might be more, um, uh, adding to their to their or adding, needing to be passed in order to um, to con- continue in the program. Anyway, my point is they're busy, and I am reminded by my experience of how much of a typical student I am and became. I had a couple late assignments. I had one assignment that I needed to ask an extension for. Um, I had. I read directions and I know that the faculty meant for the directions to be really clear, but I didn't understand them and I had to ask for clarification. And um, it it just brought me back to understanding, as Mirama said, of what it's like to be a learner and being in their shoes and um, seeing, you know, when I now with my students, I, I think I've always been a very, um, compassionate faculty, but it, you know, so I'm open to students having difficulty and, you know, needing extra time or whatever, when, and when that can be given, but it just brought me back to understanding again, um, how much um, the students face and how difficult it can be to complete coursework, even though their motivation as mine was, was really high. It's still life got in the way. And I, um, I experienced that again. And that was a really good thing to, to experience. Linda, last but not least, what do you think?
2: Similar to marima and Eileen, it did help me um, get a better understanding of the student experience. And initially, I think I had mixed feelings, um, to be very honest. I was kind of like, oh, I'm just going to do this. It's not going to be a lot of work. But at the same time, it wasn't a lot of work, but if you wanna get something out of it, you have to put in the effort. Um, so I was after I started, I was kind of anxious. I really wanted to make sure I was doing everything I was supposed to do and doing it well. But as my colleagues have said, much like our students, I found myself doing things at the last minute and unfortunately not putting as much thought into it as I would have liked. when. I found myself doing things at the beginning of the week and could focus more on it, I felt like I got a lot more out of that session. And again, it made me appreciate how our students have to struggle with so many responsibilities and may not always be able to focus as much as they would like on each assignment or class reading, et cetera.
1: Mm.
0: I'm hearing, it, you know, in the background, some some. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, all three of you said the same thing. And it, it might not shock you that in that study I did, the experience of being a student again was the second most profound um, experience taking a class like this for the faculty in my study. So uh, it's, it does make a difference. And you don't think about it sometimes until a couple of weeks in. And that I see that light bulb go off, usually in the reflections. It's like, boom, there's that light bulb. Where it's like, oh my goodness! Now I'm I'm like my students. <laughs> so, all right, we have two questions to go. The next one is, how do you feel like the material that you learned in OTCD and the activities that you completed overlap with face-to-face teaching, even though we're really focusing on teaching online? Eileen, you are up first.
1: I found that the that the all of the techniques that OTCD um, gave us to, you know, to enhance our our teaching and learning um, experiences were all ones that really could be used in a a face-to-face class as well, because the, you know, in a face-to-face class, you have interaction assignments that students are doing. So having said that, I think that many of the techniques are ones that could be uh, used in face-to-face classes due to the fact that we're trying in assignments to get students interaction, and that these assignments could certainly be focused on the same kinds of um, techniques and um, experiences that the that the that it was that was given in the class. Um, as I said earlier, I really felt like I was in a face-to-face class. So. Having said that, I think that I the and part of that was you know the interaction that, that took place, but I think that most of the um, of the techniques and learning um, learning modules that that we had were, would be able to be used in a face-to-face class as well. Fantastic, Mademoiselle.
3: So, uh, very similar to uh, Elaine, uh, the instructor shared various tools and materials and continuously emphasized that students in an online environment should feel like they are in a traditional classroom. So, that was felt throughout the course. Uh, for instance, with the materials and activities such as Flipgrid that I really liked, online students have the ability to Participate and interact uh, just like students uh, would in face-to-face or in uh, hybrid environments. All these. I accidentally. Do. Oh, okay. I accidentally skipped Linda. I'm. I i do not have my glasses on.
0: <laughs> I oh. forgot my glasses, and so I'm not seeing my screen very well. So I do apologize, Linda, for skipping for you. <laughs> Linda, no, how, what do you think?
2: No, no problem. Um, I agree. I think that a lot of the techniques can be used face-to-face. I was thinking about um, like the discussion boards using Flipgrid and stuff. It's how you word the questions. And you can do that in a face-to-face situation as well to word questions in a way that will uh, increase interaction. Uh, I've also found with uh, my students, they really like doing these activities like Kahoot or Jeopardy. They're kind of competitive. And it's something you can do online or face to face. So I think it's all about engaging the students and the lessons can be easily translated.
0: Fantastic. And our final question for this podcast session is, since you're here today, I'm just going to assume that you you would recommend OTCD to other faculty members. So, but what would you say to faculty who are still kind of on the fence about participating in this course? Linda, you just spoke, but you're up again, so.
2: Um, I would definitely recommend this to others. I would let people know, you have to make time for it, but it's worth it. And that both you and Peg were great models in how to organize modules and provided the endless resources that are easy to learn and implement. Uh, I said this before, but I think it's worth repeating. The course makes you think outside the box and gets you reevaluating your courses and changes you could make to make the courses even more effective.
0: And sometimes that reevaluation is a little uncomfortable, right? Because you're questioning your own habits and your own ways of doing things. So it gets a little uncomfortable, I think, but in that discomfort, I think is where a lot of learning really happens. so. Um, Mirama, you
3: are up next. Uh, So I would highly recommend this course, not only to instructors who are new to either an online or face-to-face teaching environment, but also to those who have years of experience in this field. Uh, OTCD was so well-organized with instructors who did a superb job, and I did mention this before, in continuously encouraging students and faculty engagement uh, through learning activities and very timely feedback. It was a great uh, way uh, to be reminded how important this timely feedback to students is. So observing the work of OTCD instructors was a learning experience in itself.
0: I'm so glad you said that. I was hoping one of you would mention that because we purposefully model excellence in online teaching or we try our very best to model it because many, many faculty members have never been exposed to really good online teaching. And so they think they know what it might look like, but right, it's like until you truly experience it, you really don't know. It's like with anything in life, you, you can apply that to anything. You, you have you think you might know what it might be like to have professionally prepared French cuisine, <laughs> but until you do, I've never had it by the way, but Peg and her husband know how to make it, maybe one day, I don't know, but that's what I mean. It's like, You just don't know until you really, truly experience it. And then you're able to pull from that experience when you are teaching online, say, hey, what would Angela have done? Or what would Peg have done? Or whoever else is the the teaching assistant at that time. So I appreciate you saying that, Marama. Eileen, you are the last participant for this podcast. What do you want to say?
1: What I See and know and experience is that all faculty need to learn more about course design, instructional development, and that is those qualities are not inherently we are not inherently born with those 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 abilities and those qualities. So, as my other colleagues have just said, that learning how to do that is really important um, and. If we were to look, if I look back on um, all different Canvas courses that I have developed and taught over the years, I know that the interaction that, um, that should be there, the um, structure has not been there. And I think that, if, that that is the case in probably many of the online courses that, that are offered. And so faculty really do need to learn How to do better development of their courses. It really, uh, and and I think module one really spoke well to that of of showing what, uh, showing like the the, um, outline of what a a course should include and what what we owe to the students to provide in a quality online course. And I would say again that probably most faculty's courses do not. reach the level at which rush and um, and w- at which rush wants the the courses to be. So, having said that, I think that all faculty who teach online courses should have to have instruction and go through uh, a development phase that of, of their learning to to learn how to better um, structure courses and make them interactive and a student friendly and uh, make it where students learn material that they need to learn.
0: That's great, Eileen. What you're mentioning in Module 1 is in Module 1, we actually share the rush standards. Yeah. And we, yeah, we have standards for online course design. We actually have standards for online teaching too, but, you know, city is kind of still new and we're, we're working on how to kind of get the word out on those things. But people who take OTCD have been exposed to those standards and, it's it's not a bad thing and it, you know there's still a lot of room for faculty to do things in a way that that makes the faculty member happy but also meets standards which is which are there for the student experience and for accreditation so i want to to thank all of you for, for joining me today and encourage anyone who's listening if you have not taken otcd to check our website uh, city it's rushu.rush.edu slash city or email CTEI at rush.edu and ask when the next dates, uh, the OTCD will uh, occur. It's a five week completely asynchronous online course so you can take it in your jammies, <laughs> on a beach, uh, in your backyard, in your garden, anywhere you want so so thank you, Linda and Merma and Eileen for your time today. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for joining us for Teaching in the City. This podcast is produced by the Center for Teaching Excellence and Innovation at Rush University. To learn more about City and to find additional resources and events on teaching and learning at Rush, search for CTEI Rush in your web browser or find us on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts.